This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Well, unfortunately, it has been 100 days with President Biden in office. And boy, has it been a crappy few 100 days. Let's see. Go ahead. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah, um, gas prices are up. I was going to say, where have you felt it the most? Personally, gas it's been prices. the gas prices. Gas, gas prices are up. Um, people are not working because they still, for some reason, are giving out crazy unemployment benefits. And people just don't want to go back to work. And they're not requiring them. Like, there's not a deadline that they have to get off. They're not requiring them to have... Um, like show that they're trying to get a job you know there's no requirements like people are literally just given a check from the government to stay home that's crazy yeah and it's like I wouldn't want to do that if I could (sighs) I mean for me I feel like gas prices and um short-staffed literally everywhere I go yeah yeah I agree gas prices and there was one other thing that um oh the price of like, um, gosh, what was it? I heard on the radio. Is it the price of wood? Yes. Price of wood. On the radio crazy. On, ben, on Ben Shapiro's show. He talked about yes. the price of lumber has gone up tremendously. Why which is, is crazy that? Because that's not something I think about that. I don't know. Well, that's know because, because of mine. I will say like the price of wood has gone up. So that means the prices of a new home has gone up. So that's why I think that's leading to people buying and selling houses, not necessarily building right now. Oh. Because mm-hmm, it's just so expensive to build. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it has affected us. It has it his presidency has left an impact that we are going to have to work very hard to get past. Yep. So let's talk <sighs> about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, first off, let's talk about the border crisis that has happened under his watch and how he's done nothing to um, to do about it. Well, I guess let's rewind real quick. So his 
State of the Union address was last week. And last week was also 100 years or 100 years. That's how long he's been in office, 100 years. No, <laughs> his 100 days, like his 100 days is also like the same week of a State of the Union. So State of the Union really focused a lot on what he did his first 100 days. So I'm pulling out some quotes that he said and then tell you why it's wrong. And then Mal's going to tell you kind of the Republican response and how like the messaging we should say. All right. The border crisis. Um, let's see. He said an increase in border migration happens every year in the winter months. This is absolutely false. The number fluctuates widely, but there's not always a significant increase during the winter months. At a press conference in March, he said there's a significant increase in the number of people coming to the border in the winter months of January, February, March. It happens every year. The U.S. Customs and Border Protections Agency releases monthly figures on the number of encounters at the southwest land border. In January and February 2021, um, 78,000 and 100,000 people were encountered. Significant increase on the figures through the same two months in the previous year, which were each just 36,000. Since President Biden made the claim, the count for March has been released. And it's 172,000, the highest in recent years. In 2020, encounters at the border fell slightly between January and March. In 2018, they remained relatively steady. So, essentially, when you say, if I'm elected president, I'm going to have open borders. That means people are flocking. Like, people are literally flocking with Biden, like, shirts that says, Biden, let me I saw in. That. Yeah. Like, with, like, Biden's logo. <laughs> I honestly thought that was a joke. I thought, I was like, oh, that, this is funny. What This is Republican joke. Yeah, I was like, what conservative meme did? Okay. And then I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, that, it could not, it, that's going to be in every um, border state's um, Republicans commercial. Like, that yeah. picture, that scene, when they're running for office, that is going to be in every Republicans commercial. Um yeah. And I will add one more thing, sorry. And then he goes over 11 million undocumented folks, the vast majority overstaying visas. In his address to Congress, President Biden made the point that most of the undocumented people living in the U.S. initially came into the country legally on visas, which have then expired. Mr. Biden recently faced criticism over a surge in illegal migration over the U.S. southern border of Mexico. Although in some recent years, more people have overstayed visas than have been apprehended across the border. It's not true that this is the case overall. A study by the Center for Migration Studies in New York found that visa overstays significantly exceeded border crossing migrants for between 2010, or 2010 and 2017. But experts say this isn't the trend over previous decades. And in 2019, the latest data available, there were almost 700,000 people who overstayed their visas compared with 1 million people apprehended at the border. Wow. Yeah. I So, okay. I was going to say something else, but I'm going to say this first. Overstaying people, the visa is a real problem. Like that is something people 110% do and try to be like undercover. Like that's, that's a real problem as well. Um, but I also want to say, so with the open borders situation, what, so, you know, I don't think it's wrong to have people, foreign people come to our country and to help um, with different services. I mean, that's how 
we, I mean, America is a diverse country. That is how we yeah, that's how we, we got. That's how we founded was immigrants coming in. Right. The difference. But the problem is. Yeah. If the border is just open, then it's not a country. You need to have some sort of laws. There needs to be some sort of barrier. You can't just go back and forth because that's not a country. That is, then it's just a bunch of land that people sometimes occupy. So that is where the problem lies. And I think that's something that, you know, there are obviously conservatives that are like very much against all type of immigration, but I think the majority of conservatives are pro legal immigration. I think that's what we should be working toward. Legal. I will say, I don't know any conservatives are against immigration i oh, think I it's like two on twitter oh, okay they're like strictly they think we should just like in his little thesis thing he said that immigration should be stopped indefinitely uh, yeah well i will say and i trump's plan was we need immigration for people who are going to make our country better exactly like we shouldn't have people who are immigrating here that will be using government assistance right that's not the way it should go like they should be here they should be working working hard um and not using up our taxes and like in our resources right and i think you know another thing that's important i think we should have people that are going to immigrate here that are going to abide by our culture not i mean obviously america has tons of culture but what i mean by that is i mean for example People who are going to, um, I'm trying to think of like a strictly American ideal, um, like be respectful. I, like if you move, yeah. you know, like if you move to the South, like smile at your neighbors. I don't think we should, if you don't smile at your neighbors, like don't let them in. But I think like if you're going to come to this area, like that should be the right, like I, that's what See, that's I like. There, there is a lot of debate and I am curious. I mean, neither one of us are immigrants or come from immigrant parents but the whole like do you um cultural what is the word appropriation no 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 cultural assimilation is that the right oh assimilation assimilation cultural assimilation assimilation. yeah so because i I have so much opinions on this yeah i i don't know much about it so i really don't want to like talk about it for like personally but like i i do wonder because there is a fine line between like because like cultural assimilation but also like not forgetting where you came from right and okay part of the problem is people think americans don't have culture and i think we do i think that's silly to say that we don't um but i think that's because it's hard to bug it down well i think like our culture because we're such a big country like each region Region. has its own culture exactly but it's also it's a mixture of other people's other cultures from around the world because we are a country of immigrants which i think is beautiful yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong with that so here's my opinion about assimilation i personally don't see what's wrong with that as long as you know you're um you, you don't have to forget your culture there's other things you can bring in because for your culture does not necessarily contradict American culture. I don't think there's a when we I at one point I thought of uh living in China for to teach English for like two years. Obviously that's not what I did, but that's something I thought of. I'm not going to go to China and do all the things that I would do in America. I'm not going to go to China and act the way I would act in America. Yeah. I'm in another country, therefore I'm going to assimilate to the country's okay. culture. You can give an example that is you- what I don't 
I, like, I, I don't understand why assimilation is a bad thing. Well, you went to Oman. And, an example. Yeah, and like you had to wear head coverings, correct? Yes. Or when we were, well, so we had to wear head coverings if we were going to go somewhere like, um, like when we went to the opera. We had to wear head covering, head covering. We went to a mosque. If we were going to go somewhere kind of like high class. We had to, but I will say this: we had to. We couldn't wear like sleeveless or like crop top sleeveless stuff. We had to wear like long like that. No matter where you went, you had to be dressed like that, mm-hmm. and that's what. I mean, that's just what you do. Like, I don't get why it's such a, um, I don't get why it's such a, like, a strange concept to, when you go to that country, you assimilate. You you respect their customs and their culture. Exactly. I guess there's a difference between, like, I would say there's a difference between assimilating and then going to a country and respecting their customs and culture. You said, you would say there's a difference? I I would say, like, well, but then again, it's kind of like if I'm going there to travel versus if I'm going there to live. True. So like know. if I were to go to live in Oman, like or actually I thought about living in Israel for a year or so, too, um, which it isn't as strict. But in certain places, it is an Arab country. Excuse me, in certain places, there it is. Um, there have a, a high Arab uh, population. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm not going to go into these areas in a crop top shorts and you know my hair long flowing and just bright eyed bushy tailed hi even yeah. if I'm living there like that's just not I'm in their country I want to be a part of their country if I'm going to live there for two years I want to be a part of their country therefore I'm going to do what the country does and this is the other thing this is I guess this is also my pet peeve and I think this has to do with because I have traveled a lot like not bragging I have been to a lot of countries Mm -hmm. and I want to continue to do that we don't go you don't go in other countries acting up yeah like I don't know if y'all remember when those kids they're famous now the ball boys or whatever they uh went to China and stole something yeah you don't do that in other countries like Trump like you don't act up in other countries so why is it okay for people to act up in our country you know what I, like that's just and i'm not saying once again there are so many reasons why people come over if it's an asylum situation okay i understand that let's help them learn to you know not do x y and z but like just someone coming who because they want to have the better opportunity because america is still the greatest country on earth and you can have great opportunities i don't just you you can't go to other countries acting up. So why is it okay for people to come to this country and do X, Y, and Z? You know? Yeah. You know well, it's interesting. To- like you make the point. So like the Dems are all for bringing people in and giving them opportunity, like having illegals come in, providing opportunity. But they also say America is not a great country. I so if you don't want to bring, if you don't want to encourage people to come in illegally, then why? Well, I don't know. Then why, like, I don't. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like you want you encourage people to come in illegally, but then you say our country's awful. Right. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so what okay, are our talking so, points for immigration? <laughs> Some things that we can say um, about immigration. There is just so everyone is clear. There is a serious humanitarian crisis. And the border facilities are overcrowded. That is a fact. Which they, they're now calling border facility or holding areas, not child prisons and concentration right. camps. Right. But it's the same building. 
Right, right. Um, so there, so that's something that we should make, you know, when you're having these conversations, it is, there is a crisis at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, an estimated 1,000 migrants a day are illegally crossing the border without being pursued. So that means there are about 11,000 people undocumented walking in our country. And, you know, I know that the, I, and I know undocumented is now considered a slur or something like that, which, you know, it is what it is on that. Um, but my, we need to know who is in the country. Yeah. Like, that's another thing I don't Well, understand. my thing too is like, how are they able, like they're coming in undocumented. How are they able to get like healthcare? How are they able to send their kids to school? Like you have to have all this documentation just well, to send your kid to school. I'm guessing there's other ways around and I'm sure there's people who can falsify stuff. Mm. I don't know the full story. That would actually be very interesting. I wonder if we can, we can find someone to talk about that. That actually be very interesting to talk about um, stuff that's going on at the border. Because also, too, we live in North Carolina. So our border is South Carolina. And we cross that, well, at least I cross that border almost every, well, probably every, I'll say four to five days to get gas. Because um, the gas is cheaper in South Carolina. <laughs> um <laughs> And I almost crossed to get my nails done because they opened up way before we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, we don't know too much about like, the, we don't know specifically what's going on. But if you you or someone you know would want to talk about that um, on the podcast, please, we would love to have you on. Um, so what I'm guessing, but to answer your question, I'm guessing there's people who do that stuff or there's some sort of like uh, some like loophole because the reality is if somebody comes in well oh, here's the other thing I don't really know at public school what all do you need to go to public because I'm guessing they're probably not going to private I mean, school. you need to show like your vaccinations um I really don't know okay yeah, I'm trying to remember what I had to like provide because I went to a public university too I'm trying to remember what I had to provide I know I had to like provide like my vaccination forms um I, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, anyway, all this information. Clearly, we don't have kids. Don't have. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't have kids. Um, but if you know, like, like how, that's a very good question. How are they getting kids? How are, how are they getting kids? I know how they get kids. They um, have sexual relations with their spouse. How do they um, get their kids in school? And then how do they get jobs? Jobs, simple, easy. There's mm-hmm. tons of people who want to get people. You just get paid with cash. Yeah, you can exploit people very easily um, in that industry. I'm trying to think of how do they do other stuff too. That's a very good point. And like, you know, at your church, people don't know. People don't go, hey, are you documented? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. And, like, it's not like people ask. It's not, and honestly, I don't think people assume me. At least I don't assume. Like, if I see someone, I'm not going to say, oh, I wonder if they're here hmm. legally. That's never our thought. So, it's a very good. Well, like, even like getting here, it's probably easy. Yeah. I imagine like getting housing too. But then again, like, I think a lot of them like come because they have right. family or family. friends already here and they just live with them. Yeah, but I'm just thinking. I mean, I can't tell you like how many documents we had to get just showing like housing and like car insurance and like getting a car, like everything bet, you need. Yeah. I just, bet a lot of the adults that come over already have some 
other connection here mm-hmm. that will help them. Now that I'm thinking about it, they probably have a friend that has a more family that's already here, that's already legally here. Yeah, that could like help them do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. that's probably what happened. So other things that we can say. Um, that the Biden administration, they're refusing to admit that there's a problem, which I think yes. is very important because during uh, his campaign, he talked about both of them. They talked about how they um, were going to fix it. How I want to say it was on the Ben Shapiro show. He was played a clip where someone was like, um, Yun, I don't know where they were, but this person yelled at Biden, President Biden and was like, oh, um something something I said like uh get rid of ice get rid of ice and then Biden was like I'm working on it give me a couple of days it was just the weirdest exchange but people are like a lot of people were like oh no more kids in cage like that was the idea but nothing's been done yeah and it's gotten worse and also too this is just a side note um I, I know you guys have heard that she has put uh, she Kamala Harris has put Vice President Harris put her book in the little welcome kids basket or whatever. And I think, okay, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to, something God is working on me is humility because I want to be like, girl, that's so, um, that's so self-centered, but like low key, I do the same too. Like if I wrote a book and I could give it to a bunch of kids, I totally would. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it like, you can roast her also, if you want. I kind of want to hear your roast. Like, I, just, I also can admit that it's that's very like self-centered. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just it. Ugh. And cringe. it just amazes me every single day. I listen to her audiobook, not her audiobook. Okay, I listen to her biography on Audible and like her reading oh. it. And because I'm very much like I want to understand. And this was like pre-getting elected i go if this woman is potentially gonna be my vp i need to know who she is mm-hmm. and she is a very cocky yeah person um her story really is just i don't know it just doesn't doesn't add up to me you know well, there's- and like uh, i don't know like i don't know uh, she's just not very it's just very weird like she talks about being like a mother to her stepchildren and it's like her stepkids came later in life not only do they come later in life they don't even like show up with them to things no really i mean and i think she they don't even call became mom the they call her mamala and i think she came they were like middle school high school age when she came into their life Lord, please don't let me have to marry someone with kids in high school or middle school. Lord, God, please. <laughs> that is like, oh, God. Well, my whole thing is like, I just. That sounds awful. I don't know. I, I know people have different ways it. of becoming a mother, but don't. She flaunts it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. she acts like she's been a mother to them their whole life. Like, she like had gave birth to them. them she, she raised them. them. And it's like. Not I feel like I've never heard them, heard her talk about them. Mm, she only talks about them when it's political. <clears throat> I wonder why she hasn't had kids. Not to she like did, you know. this is her first marriage. Yeah, she was in like, her forties when she got married. Oh, she was in her forties. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, also too. I really don't want to be in my forties when I get. 
Now we've been through this. It's God's timing. I know. We've been timing. through this. It's God's timing. God's timing. The red guy will come. The more you like don't but trust the f- God, the more <laughs> the worse it gets. But the but I want to have kids. I know. And I don't want we'll to get marry there. someone that has high school kids already. Okay, anyway. Don't worry about it. You'll be I'm fine. Not I'm not. I'm not Kamala Harris. I'm not. I'm not. Anyway, all this Kamala today, Harris is only Kamala Harris. <laughs> right. <laughs> all this to say, there's a crisis at the border and they're not talking about it. Let's move on to the next topic because I feel like we've talked about this one for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, Biden said, well, we will have provided over 220 million COVID shots in 100 days. This target given in a speech to Congress is an increase on previous goals and has been achieved. When he took office in January, President Biden pledged 100 million vaccine doses in first 100 days at the end of the month. He doubled that commitment. At the time, he said, I know it's ambitious, twice our original goal, but no other country in the world has even come close. Um, not even close to what we are doing. The U.S. has so far delivered a total of 235 million vaccine doses, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Around 16 million of these were given during the Trump administration, which means that around 220 million have been delivered during Biden's first 100 days in office. But the U.S. still lacked on some other countries when comparing the number of jabs done relative to the size of the population. Israel leads in terms of vaccinating its population as a virus, followed by the U.K. and then the U.S., my question, I'm curious, because this is vaccine doses. The vaccines, other than Johnson and Johnson, you have two doses. So does that mean you cut that number in half for how many people have been actually vaccinated? Well, I think it's not. I don't think it's. I Who's think saying? dose is two. I think you get one. Is you get two though? shots. I think two shots equal one dose. Is it, though? I vaccine doses. See, that's what I was sense. wondering. Is it really... I thought, huh. Yeah, that's like a large number. Anyway, um, it's funny because he kind of mocked Trump when Trump said, "Uh, we're going to um, like we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year." And he said, "Oh, no way, that's gonna happen. No way, that's gonna yeah. happen." Yeah, and, and yeah, and then um, my other point it makes me still laugh is the fact that he's vaccinated and he's still double masking smh really quick okay this is like a side note and this is part of with both of the girls we talk about any and everything so i'm trying to look up how many shots equal and the first option is how many shots equal a beer and i just think that's so funny to me oh god (laughs) it's probably just one right one shot equals one beer equals one glass of wine oh I went back to the vaccine. Say that again. One shot equals one beer. Yeah, I think it's just one, one, and one, right? Oh, I didn't know that. I can click it. How many shots equal (laughs) a beer? Um, One 12-ounce beer has as much alcohol as a 1.5-ounce shot of whiskey or a a 5-ounce glass of wine. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was just like one, one, and one. Looks like one, one, and five. Mm. Wait, how many shots equal a dose of vaccine? Let's see here. Uh, vaccine doses have been administered equal to 15 doses. Oh, man. What is Why it? Some COVID. 
I said, sorry, because I got the notification from Fox News about the smuggling operation in San Diego. Did you hear about that? No. We can talk about that on a weekly recap, but apparently there was a smuggling operation in San Diego. There was um, a boat packed with suspected smugglers capsizes off of San Diego, killing two people, dozens of others injured. Oh, dear. But now the death toll has risen. I'm excited to hear the story. Okay, so I do think it is Wait, vaccines will likely require two shots. No? How many? To get presented as a second shot, I might need to get approved. And there have been reasons why you might. Okay, so there. Okay, so dose. So I guess um, two shots don't equal a dose. They're usually shots and doses uh, interchangeably. So that's a lot of. So then you would cut it in half, that number in half to how many people are fully vaccinated. So weird. Yeah. Anyhow, yes. so what is our response <laughs> as um, conservatives? So some of the things to discuss with your friends. Um, well, I think the biggest thing is Biden is taking credit for Operation Warp Speed. And for your friends that are talking about the vaccine, your liberal Lizzie's that are talking about the vaccine, talking about how great everything is going, it is thanks to the Trump administration. They were the ones who uh, pointed out their vaccine. Oh, also too, just for people listening, I just feel like I, I should definitely say this. If you are pre-mill, uh, if you like when it comes, if you're pre-mill and pre-trib, you don't have to worry about the vaccine. What does it's, that mean? If you believe that we are... Um, if we live in the pre-millennial and this is pre-tribulation so if you believe that the rapture has not happened yet and the after the rapture is when tribulation will come and x y and z you don't have to worry about the vaccine being like the mark of the beast or anything like that i just wanted to add that because i read something on that yesterday anywho the trump administration um they put the the plan in place so biden he throughout the entire campaign said that Republican um he wait he did all this doubt like Victoria mentioned about the quickness of the vaccine he said that the vaccine would not be we would not reach a specific number by the time um he did not agree Trump said we would reach it a specific number and Biden said that is impossible and what have we done we reached that number and what Biden's Biden, taking credit I was going to say, what Biden is going to do for the rest of the year is pretty much talk about how all of these good things that have happened have been because of his administration. When I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe I read somewhere that whatever happens in a president's first year is technically a result of the previous president, I think, something like that. So that's just something to... <laughs> to think about okay so another thing that i think is very 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 important and probably something that a lot of you guys listening care about is biden slowed down the opening of schools that i mean in my neighborhood there are signs of people that or people have signs that say stuff like um open up schools um what is it uh schools are uh essential there's like a bunch of schools are essential signs in my neighborhood and i always like smile when i see yeah. those um, like, we're in guilford county i don't even think our high schoolers are back i think 
hours are back um, on certain days. So certain days, I'll go down like that road. Our seniors are not been in the classroom since last year. That's our juniors. That's sad. That's really sad. And also, too, I feel really bad for people who are in, like, undergrad and who are graduating undergrad and graduating high school, and they have to have, like, a really terrible graduation. I feel bad yeah. for them. Well, okay, my sister so graduates think- next week. So my sister graduates next week, and only two people are allowed to attend her graduation. Oh, so so Sebastian and I will be up there supporting her at her apartment but we can't sit in and watch her graduate college That's crazy. but my parents where, will be there where did she go that you know state app state okay wow i've been meeting a lot of people who went to app it's, i didn't realize app was this popular mm-hmm. i had no idea how is app is public school yeah how many do you know how many they have no idea no, I, like i've been meeting some people that went to app lately that's so well i guess because uh well a lot of people in charlotte go up to app really i don't think anybody in my year went up to app or my brother's year yeah a lot of people went to chapel hill that is like Mm. north charlotte in charlotte christian that was my high school love chapel hill that is like people would give an arm and a leg to go to chapel hill really yeah yeah that was their place anywho um one other point that i want to say is the Democrats, $1.9 trillion wish list, only spend $6 billion, which is 0.3% of the bill, on emergency relief for K-12 through schools this year. And there is no requirement for them to reopen. So these K-12 through schools could be um, could get all this money, but they don't have to be open. So it's tiny things like that. But then what's the that- point? I have no idea, Victoria. I feel I, like I it's just you. them trying to do their deal with the teachers union and find a way around to, which I don't like our teachers are underpaid and Absolutely. I think our teachers deserve to be paid the way they need to be paid. But for like North Carolina, I think it's like 60% of our budget goes to education, but then you also want to have like expand Medicaid and like that other 40% is pretty much like Medicaid. If the state said expand Medicaid, their school budgets go down. So it's like you can't have both. Yeah. Hmm. What's another topic? Oh, yes. Um I just had it and then I scrolled. Oh, Joe Biden said that 1.3 million new jobs more jobs in the first 100 days than any president on record. This is another claim President Biden made during his address to Congress. Since January, the U.S. economy has added uh, one almost 1.4 million jobs, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. It is true that most jobs created in the first 100 days of a new presidency since records began. April's job numbers are yet to be published, so the number of jobs created in presidents First three months in office is likely to rise further. The year's job growth follows unemployment hitting in the lowest, high, hitting the highest level since the Great Depression in the 1930s in April last year, when more than 22 million jobs were lost over the two months. The economy has continued to bounce back from the pandemic under President Biden, having gained more than what, 13 million during Trump's final nine months in office. 
here's the thing. He there's not he has done no policy to get these new jobs. Well, that was what I was gonna say. I don't have um, a retort, a conservative retort for this, but I do have how things logically follow. Jobs were lost because of the pandemic. Things are opening back up, so jobs are opening back up. Yeah. Like I I don't think it's a Biden thing. Biden didn't magically create a policy, then all of a sudden that this has but nothing to do with it. He hasn't done anything to create jobs. Honestly, he's done more to hurt jobs. Right. So, so and- you like I'm sorry, but just because you have decided that because of the vaccine we can start opening up based on like these like governor and kingsmen doesn't mean that it's because of you that these jobs have come back like these jobs are here because of the foundation that president trump had right and also too once again okay oh hold on i can i make one more point yep yep um democrats claim that trump's growing economy is because of obama's so if you want to do the same thing wouldn't Joe Biden's quote-unquote growing economy come from Trump's? Very good point. But I think logically following, pandemic, job loss. Less of a pandemic, businesses being open, more businesses growth. I, I think it's as simple as that. Like, I don't, and I do, I remember, I didn't hear the full speech. Um, I didn't I really watch it, to be to. honest. I, I wanted to because it's, I don't want to be... Well, honestly, I forgot about it. Loser. Okay. I completely forgot about it. Because nobody cares. Yeah. Um, And I I didn't hear... uh, I only heard clips of Tim Scott. Um, But I did hear a clip where Kamala said, we've done this for jobs, the most of any president, or blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't make any... Like, logically... And here's the thing. They... I think they could claim jobs their new infrastructure plan, but that hasn't even been implement- implemented. Right. Right. That I don't get. Yeah. Um, right. Was there any comments on... Well, I guess we... Okay. Yeah, we do a quick sponsor break. Yeah, we're going to take a tiny sponsor break. Um, thank you so much to uh, Culture of Life 1972. You can use our cold are cold you can use our code uh see those other girls 1972 to get 10 percent off of your purchase a hundred percent of their proceeds goes to pro-life causes this i love culture of life and i love carla she is the founder ceo the mom have we had her it. on i know she was on our summit i had her on making it with mal i should have we should have her on here she's so awesome she's so sweet um and they really do care about life. And they, I mean, their stuff is so cute on Friday or I ordered, I think it was like two dresses and a necklace and I shouldn't have because I'm like money wise, but I did. I really wanted to. So I did, um, but they have really cute stuff. And if you use our code, you get 10% off. So lastly, our code one more time is those other girls, 1972. All right, let's do two more. Yep. So back to a little bit on the jobs. So Biden's first thing, and this is what we talked about earlier. One of the first things he did was in the Keystone Pipeline. Yes. And so. We talked about that with Chris too. Yep. 
So the Biden said, America rep- represents less than 15% of the world's emissions. This is correct in terms of carbon emissions. The U.S. produces just under 15% of the global total. President Biden said this during his address to Congress, as well as at the recent climate summit, where he encouraged the largest economies to work together to tackle global warming. China produces by far the most carbon emissions overall, following its rapid economic growth over the past couple of decades. The U.S. is the next largest in- largest emitter are the is carbon emissions have been steadily declining in recent years when you look at emissions per person the u.s produces considerably more co2 than china and many other rich countries as well over the global average it generates the most per head per country of its population size so this is something big that joe's been talking about um which i really don't believe this to be honest like how are we, and I guess it's because of China's big, big population. Like, there's no way we produce more CO2 than China. They have to yeah, be under. I don't think that's right. No, I don't think that's right. But this can kind of go into the whole Keystone Pipeline and mm-hmm. Biden's attack on just energy people. Do we have anything about that? Yes. Um Sorry, one second. Okay, so here's some information about energy. He started a war with American energy. He um, turned his back on American energy after he said he would not abandon fossil fuel workers. He crushed thousands of jobs by canceling the Keystone Pipeline. That killed, everybody listen to this, 11,000 jobs including 8,000 union jobs. Mm. He directed federal agencies to determine how expansive, how expansive a ban on new oil and gas leasing on federal land should be. The first step in his implementing his proposed ban. He also began the first 30-day process to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. And we talked about that with Chris as well. Everyone should listen to that episode. Love that episode. Loved having Chris on. I want to have him on again to talk about something else. I Honestly, anything else. Um, He was a great guest. Um, Yes. And he wants us to implement the Green New Deal, which is another thing we talked about with Chris. So... Here is some of the things that I'm thinking of when I hear this. I, as I've mentioned before, I'm learning more about energy and fossil fuels and all this stuff, but I do know a little bit about gas. I don't know about gas because I have to put gas in my car like two or three times a week um, and it's expensive. And I, in the conservative Facebook group, which I'm sure almost everybody listening is probably in, they were talking about how there are some places that are running out of gas. That is terrifying. I went and got gas like two, three weeks ago and the place was out of gas. They had no, like the gas station was out of gas. That's terrifying. You know, when I remember that first time ever happening was um, Katrina. I remember when Katrina happened and we were driving so to get to our church we have to pass a gas station and I remember the gas station line being so long and then there being so many out of gas signs everywhere Mm -hmm. in the next couple days so you know my next thought I'm thinking are we gonna have a gas shortage shortage I drive 40 minutes to work I need gas 
Yeah, I don't have gas. So in my head, I'm like, I guess I'm just well, my which is work crazy to, at home. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's crazy to think too of like, I mean, I'm still working from home. A lot of America is still working from home. <gasps> How would we have a gas shortage? That's a such a good point, Victoria. <laughs> Like, how are we having a gas shortage right now if most of America not working in the office? Not only that, how, so, and then is this, what is making this gas shortage? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the connection? And then, you know, putting my conspiracy hat on, tinfoil hat on for a second. (laughs) Um, My, like, is this done on purpose? Is there a reason they don't want us to have a lot of gas? Like, this is so, this is very interesting. The yeah. price. Well, okay. Can I give you a quick right theory, real quick? And I know yes, this. Yes. I would love to. Here. And this is actually a theory. So we have a friend that works in the restaurant business. He okay. can't hire people because of um, unemployment benefits. I know we talked about unemployment benefits like a little bit earlier in the show. Yeah. He believes that why the government's doing this is to test out the whole fifteen dollars an hour and get people used to the fifteen dollars an hour concept. Because how much unemployment is, is over the minimum wage. It's close to $15, like essentially $15 an hour. And it's an, and he believes it's their way to try to force it. So wait, why is unemployment so high? Because why aren't they matching what you would work? Like I thought, so I've never received unemployment. Neither um, have I. Um, so I don't well, there's like a max like you can reach. And it's what they're doing. It's that it's over the minimum wage. So but I thought it would be whatever, like in my head, if I were to be in charge of it, I would make it. So let's say you make $8 an hour. Your unemployment would be $8 an hour for however long you normally work. But what if it's too like, okay, say I make $100,000 a year and I lose my job and I file for unemployment to get some benefit. They're not going to pay me $100,000. True. Yeah. So but there's then, like, okay. but this is like the government essentially like, forcing so in order for him to get get people to work he has to pay them 15 dollars an hour that's crazy yeah so like what you were saying that the whole concept of this gas shortage should force people to drive greener but hybrids are actually not greener because of the toxic toxicity in the battery there's no way to properly dispose a hybrid car's battery Wow, I did not know that, but that makes sense. It's not greener. Furthermore, uh, when are they you more charge, too? yeah, so it's very expensive. So my mom has a hybrid, and we were told she needs to sell her hybrid car before the battery goes because it's like not worth the car anymore to replace oh, wow. the battery. Yeah. Wow. But the thing too, okay, my whole thing is you're really not being greener with a hybrid. Or an even electric car, because when you plug your car into the power grid, what is it coming from? Coal fire power plants. Yeah. If you plug it in based on your, um, like, electricity coming from, like, solar panels or anything that's deemed greener, that would make sense to me. But I know, like, in North Carolina, like, Sheets now has Tesla charging stations. I know. Sheets in North Carolina. I'm sorry, that wasn't the point of the comment, but there's a sheets in North Carolina. Dude, there's sheets everywhere, up here I mean, at least. Re- that's so crazy. I had never heard of sheets until I went to Pennsylvania. Wait, really? Oh my God, yeah. it's a big thing. Like we, we really? love. Yeah, there's at least three around us. 
Wow. Our thing is Quick Trip. We have tons of Quick Trip. Oh, see, that's a South Carolina thing. I noticed that. Yeah. We have Quick Trip yeah. up the wazoo. Yeah. Wow. So, anywho, okay, anyway. so Sheets in North Carolina is partnered with Tesla, <laughs> and every Tesla. sheet wow. has, oh, well, not every sheet, but almost every sheet has a Tesla charging station. Like, there's one right out the road from our house that has a Tesla charging station. The ones Do in y'all Raleigh. Have Tesla's where you are? It's right off the interstate. It's right off 40. Oh, so, okay, I think that's okay. why. Yeah. In Raleigh, there's Tesla charging stations. So, I know that that sheets does not get its energy from a solar or um solar panels yeah so that's my whole tangent on because i think the government is trying to force a 15 dollar minimum wage by and keep like by continuing unemployment because are you telling me there's no jobs every place i see has help wanted signs yeah every restaurant every store everyone like you can find a job if you are looking Yes, I will say in some, not everybody's, in some people's defense, it is hard to have a degree, a good degree. I don't mean like an art, but like yeah. a degree and then expect to be like mistreated at like a Panera. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, that takes a lot of humbling. But isn't saying, that also part the of the American dream? It's like, yeah, you so have the degree, Panera? but you will know, but you have oh. the, like you get the degree, but you just work until you can get that job isn't that the whole premise i like, thought the whole premise was you went to college to get the job you you bypass that well so yeah but if you in college and high school well yeah but if you don't if you're not able to get it like honestly if i can't like god forbid if i lose my job tomorrow you better believe i'm applying to like the local like starbucks or whatever and get a job there to make money until I find a new job. Mm-hmm. You better believe that. Like, I'm not going to pull unemployment. Like, that's not the American dream. Yeah. And no, even if, like, I decide, like, say, like, I ever, like, say if I lose my job and then, like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in on my side hustle, but I need to make money. I'm going to, you better believe I'll be at Starbucks at 5 a.m. working that shift so I can work on my and grow my business. Like, I'm not taking. Yeah. I will only take government handouts if I have to take government handouts. That's yeah. That's the can't... whole purpose of government handouts. It's not yeah. to live off of. It's to You're in a bad situation yes. for a short amount of time. It's supposed to be yeah. short term, not long term, and yeah. that's the issue. Believe me, I am all for government handouts to help people. I would say most Republicans are for government handouts for a short period of time. The issue we have with it is Democrats have made it a long-term solution. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be a long-term solution. It's meant to be a short-term solution. And so they did that with welfare. They did that with um, government health care. They're trying to continue with government health care. And they're doing it with unemployment right now. They're yeah. just trying to make you dependent on the government. See, I didn't even think of it that way with the whole unemployment thing. Because like I said, I never, I never got it. I also only, I never really worked jobs that I don't, I think I could even qualify for. And I've always had like a little side something here or there. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, But I never thought about like the idea or like the fact that it's just another side way of um, 
government handouts. Yeah. That's just never, and it is, I mean, it is this, I think was definitely necessary at the beginning. Yes, I agree. Because nobody knew what was going on. But the problem is, and a lot of political conservative commentators say this, um, the problem is once you give government like the go ahead for something, they just go. Yeah. They, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Like they needed, they wanted to do something like that, then they take it a lot further. Can I and also say what concerned me a little bit too is like, I know people who were furloughed and it wasn't like a crate, like they were still getting their paychecks enough to live off of and still took out an employment on their furlough days because they could. Well, it's not saying like nothing bad against them, but it's like, yeah. why? I mean, I got furloughed. Right. I mean, to be honest, like, I'm, but I made enough to where we could live off of. Heck, when I got furloughed, I started my own business and I right. spent my furlough days working on my business. Right. And, you know, and, and, and it's I'm, nothing, and can I clarify? It's nothing yeah. as the people who, like, that, that was the opportunity the government gave them. Yes, you should take advantage of that. I was just going to say, there's like, yeah. But that's, the government should not have done that in the first place. (laughs) Unemployment is for people who lose a job permanently. Right. Not when they get furloughed. Like, hell, I got furloughed 15 days last year. I think I got furloughed five to 10 days the first half of this year. But I didn't take out unemployment because I got furloughed. I could have, but I didn't. I worked my butt off and made more money and my side hustle didn't then the money I lost from those furlough days. Oh, that's good. That's a bar. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, like that. So, I mean, but the that, reality but- is, I think if you have the opportunity, like as, this is going to sound bad, but like money is money. And yeah. this, I mean, say what you want to say. If you're still work, like, you know, you're furloughed. So you still have a job. So you're not, you know. Don't lose my benefits. I still have still, a job. Yeah. I know what I'm still bringing money. in money. If they're giving you the money, then I—I I mean, invest that. That's yeah. me, you know. No, no, no. I, I mean, agree. I agree. Like, I mean, if but the but, government shouldn't give you that option. Exactly. Like, that's crazy. That's what I I'm didn't saying. Know they were doing that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, like double dosing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no double shame dipping. for you doing that. Yeah. No. But the government invest should not have given you that option in the first place. Yeah. Like, there's no shame, yeah. but you should not have had the option in the first place. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, but it, I mean, the way this whole thing has been handled has been awful. I mean, there's so many loopholes and there's just so many different things that, um, I mean, there's people who don't, who have gotten double checks, people who own, um, so our uh, Channel 9, um, what is it called? Whistleblower. Jason Sue Jenkins is his name. He um, has done different things where people like, have gotten like double checks or gotten more money and the gov- and you're like oh this is great yay yay so you go and you spend it and then the government's like nah we need that right back yeah the government and, like, people, takes it back yeah and then you're like oh shoot I had already spent that I don't have the money and like I'm already poor so like so it's been a lot of stuff like that there's been people I think like, you get arrested for money laundering too because you know you weren't supposed to have that money like well, I heard that I, on the radio like someone acts okay for example like this woman they accidentally put like a million dollars in her bank account and she immediately transferred it out. And I'm like, oh, by the way, you want that back, but she got arrested for money laundering. Yeah. Well, I my friend was um telling me about something or another, and she said, whenever 
She said, if you're ever in the bank and you get a large amount of money that you know you are not supposed to have, do not just let that slide. Like that, you need no, you to do call something it. about that. Yeah, you call ASAP. Let the, yeah, she was like, you need to let the bank know. In my head, I'm like, oh, look at God blessing me, you know? But she's like, no, that's not, you can get in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which definitely. is good, rightfully. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. It's not yeah. your money. Yeah. Begin with. Yeah. It's not like, oh, the bank made a mistake. It's like, oh, no, the bank gave you someone else's money. Right, right it's like okay it's like if the hospital accidentally give you someone else's kid oh yeah you oh made a mistake God. but you don't just keep the kid you right. switch it back <laughs> right right you switch the kid back switch but, good show all right yeah. so our last statement on joe biden's 100 days he quotes it's sick deciding that you're going to end voting at five o'clock in georgia when working people are just getting off work i'm really not so hard right now please keep going <laughs> It's not true that the voting now has to finish at seven o'clock or seventeen hundred at five o'clock. Boy, this article. It's BBC is what I'm reading from. So they go seventeen hundred. So it's okay. It's not true that voting now has to finish at five o'clock, as stated on several occasions by President Biden. Controversial new election law in the US state of Georgia led to heated disagreement over its impact on voting, which we fact checked previously. The law allows counties to Set voting hours anywhere between 7 o'clock and 7 a.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. for early voting or on election day, as was the case previously. It stipulates the hours required as a minimum on election day, saying voting should be conducted between beginning at 9 o'clock and ending at 5 o'clock. That's pretty much unchanged because during normal business hours was the minimum requirement under the old law, widely interpreted as 9 to 5. For early voting, the new law is really more explicit with minimum voting hours up until 5 p.m. set as the default position, but with a flexibility of ending at 7. Critics have called the new language more restrictive. Here's the thing. It's not like the only day you can go vote is election day. Yeah. It's not like you can't go vote on the weekends. Right. And if you are not working a normal Monday through Friday, nine to five, you can go and vote during the week. And, and most that, of the time, your boss, if you are working a normal nine to five, Monday through Friday, I would say most of the time, if you say it, tell your boss, I'm going to go vote. I'm leaving early to go vote. I'm leaving at four. They're like, okay, that's fine. Like, the, the, and this is the issue. Like, we both worked early voting. I can't tell you. There was a mad rush the first day, mad rush the last day of early voting, mad rush election day. Well, so I didn't work early. I worked the day of. Mm -hmm. I worked the day of. And let me tell you, it was not a bunch of people. Like, there was no long lines. No, there's no no long lines because most people voted early. There's no long lines. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like. And honestly, during like the weekdays, I was able to go out um, and help bachelor drop for Sebastian and during the weekdays from like I was thinking I was out there from like 4 to 7 30 or 8 when it closed it may be one person every 10 to 30 minutes right it, it I literally, literally brought a book and I just sat there and read while I was waiting yeah. I mean there's so many like this is I think it's just a way of they are just reactionary yeah they, it's a Republican idea to have voter IDs, a Republican idea to have a more um, clear and concise voting 
rules and regulations. It's a Republican idea. For whatever reason, I don't know why it's not bipartisan, but it's a Republican idea. And they're just reacting. Um, conservative people think X, we must think Y. Why do we think Y? I don't know, but we must think Y because conservative people think X. And the idea that like, and also too, you know, obviously there's lines, there's going to be lines on certain days at certain times. But the line, you're not going to be there for like five or six hours. It really, like, I I mean, I would guess an hour max. And I, I, I think just me I had a line when I voted and I voted on a Saturday around noon. It took me 30 minutes to 45 minutes. You yeah. could go during your lunch hour to vote. And you can go in, like, there's, because of early voting, it's not just that day. And yeah. you know what I'm thinking? Maybe people don't know that. Like legitimately, like we talked about, those of us listening were probably not normies. Yeah. Uh, I would, we would love for some normies to listen. Honestly, this is kind of for the normies, but realistically, at this point, I realize we're probably talking to. Our we should people. do a post, um, like a question thing, as telling people, like, hey, like, what are some, um, like things like you have questions about, or like you didn't know, like for me, like I didn't know midterms elections were a thing until like 2018 that when I was like finishing college I did not know midterm yeah. elections or a thing we should yes we should definitely because I'm telling you like I think normies might not know there's early election which yeah, early is voting. once again early yeah early voting which normies is not I just want to say that's not a derogatory term that is definitely like low-key sometimes what I wish I was um thinking about politics 24 <sighs> 7 can be tiring but like I think that's well, okay. We, really we don't know. Yeah. Well, in college, we called because I, I was a student athlete. We called people who were not student athletes NARPs, non-athletic yeah. random people. So we, we can be like NIPs, non-political random people. <laughs> well, um, okay, NIPs maybe. I don't know. No, no, I feel like that just would be NPRP. Naparps, nap, See, the issue is there's no like vowels, yeah. non. Not well, we can say no, 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 that's just a side note. That's what they would. I know regular. I cannot believe someone would say I'm regular. But anyway, You're not. I'm, no, not at all. <laughs> that's, yeah, I so had a call people NARPs. So yeah, I had a so like our athletes at our school did not associate with uh, NARPs. Like we can call them nappers, non. I guess non-athletic. Not I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting off topic. We'll, we'll, okay, we will think of a name. So we have a liberal Lizzie. We need a conspiracy. I want to say like conspiracy somebody, and then we'll think of like non-political people. We'll figure out, and then we'll have to have something for political people. But anyway, Tin Hat Tim, Tin Hat Tim, Tin Hat Tim. Yes, whenever t- we no have Tin a- Tin Hat Tin Hat Tammy, Tin Hat Tammy. Okay, so whenever we have like a okay, here's a conspiracy theory. Also, too, we really got to get the sound because I want to do one for that, and I want to do a hot take one. So when I go, all right, I have a hot take, then like. We'll have the tea. Oh, we should do one with like tea and the glasses are clinking. 
Yes. Okay. Oh, this is funny. on the. I listen to the Bobby Bone Show, and they do a thing where it's called um, it's like let's spill the tea, and it's when they like tell like like call out someone on the show about something. Oh. But they go, it's like let's spill the tea, and it's like the guy doing a British accent. Oh, I like. I like the one that ours is going to be, though, too. Yeah. The glasses. Okay, we'll have to work on that. Anyway, um, last thing we said was about... I'm voting. Sorry, voting. Yeah, voting rights. <laughs> Do we have anything on voting um, rights? I don't think the list I was looking at has anything about voting. Is um, there anything else on your list that we haven't talked about? Um, I know the abortion stuff was not talked about. Well, okay, so here's some just things that they have, um, just some of the stuff on the agenda. Um, he is doing more outreach to China and Iran, which is kind of terrifying. He um, embraced the radical left and signaled his willingness to end the filibuster. And then this yes, thing, I that's think scary. Like, this is just a scary court packing oh yes he and we're gonna talk about to the idea of yep. court packing yep and we're gonna talk about that this week and the difference between what happened with in like 2016 about them whole about the senate waiting to approve uh three judges until trump got elected and came into office oh, yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. there's a big difference between that yeah yeah so we just yeah those are just some of the other stuff that were on that list um these first 100 days i think um was a wake-up call to people who are moderate i think that 2022 it could go in our favor i think that the more crazy which i hope he doesn't because it's at a cost to us but the more crazy he does a you know a silver lining is that it's going to wake up the more moderates to come more to our side um and that's what we want we want um those people who are on the fence to join us because at this point it does and I hate when people say this but I think it's true at this point it feels like it's basically just uh socialism versus everyone else so if you're pro-socialism you're on one side and if you literally want anything else other than socialism you're on the other side um and i hate that because i don't like the idea of the a dichotomy but that's just what where we are right now um so yeah so i mean the only i, I want to end it on this the only thing we can really do is pray and then work in our communities in the sense of like get involved we always say this get involved in your local politics your, your local gop your young republicans your uh uh blah, blah, blah. i was gonna say charlotte mecklenburg women's your republican <laughs> women's club um a young, pro-life say club. young republicans yeah. yeah 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 um your second amendment club i don't know the name of those i'm not in one um but get involved in those things this is the time this is when we need to be doing things we need to um really focus in on our local level on the local level and the local government because that is i mean that's what they did if you yep. look in major cities and charlotte's the best example they really did a number to charlotte and yep. um, this is a time where we stand up and we do what we can yep i definitely agree that 22 is going to be the year of the republican i really truly believe that um we're already seeing that in north carolina like the nc democrats are 
sponsoring billboards down 40 saying like you can think like yeah they're like thank president biden for your fourteen hundred dollar but stimulus check but don't thank tom tillis and burr and then they're saying there's like one they changed the billboard up and it's like you can thank biden for the success in the country like they're trying to do whatever they can because they know they're gonna have a bad year because it looks it's not it's not going well for them no no well, all right, y'all. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, please make sure you like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. Just get this out there. Tell everybody. Yep. Um, donate to Lily's fundraiser for the billboard. It's exceeded $4,000, which is great. But keep donating because that money, you know the money is going to go to this project and probably more. Yep. Um, just like it. Also, to use our code, those other girls 1972 at um, www.col1972.com to get 10% off your order. Anything else, Vic? I think that's it. Um, happy May, everyone. I know. Yes. Happy May. Wow. We're almost halfway through another year in COVID. I know. COVID. That's so crazy. Yeah. And that means our one year anniversary of those are the girls what do you think we should do i mean this is something we can talk about later oh guys if you guys have any ideas of how we should celebrate our one-year anniversary let us know like dm us yeah i wanted something fun though but yeah Yeah. all right y'all have a good rest of your day evening morning or whenever you listen to this bye bye guys Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at Those Other Girls Podcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.